that debt is backed by uh, property tax that the voters approved. Um, and again, that's not necessarily unique to uh, DPS in terms of the nature of the debt, maybe the size just being a, a large district. Uh, in our report, what we did find as a unique debt uh, to DPS was uh, a number of uh, unpaid cash advances that the district um, has been unable to uh, meet the, uh, the payment plan on those uh, in past years and basically uh, pushed those payments into future years. Through the current year, there's about $500 million of cash flow borrowing debt, basically uh, cash advances that had been taken out in previous years to pay for teacher salaries, supplies, what have you, um, with the promise that those uh, borrowings would be paid back uh, by the end of that year. And when the district got into the uh, school year, they, they found out they were unable to do that, and they pushed the repayment onto, onto future years. And that's created a real financial hardship for the district, trying to pay for the education of the students in the current year, as well as trying to finance these uh, borrowings from past years. Who foots the bill if DPS defaults on any of this? Right. And, and one of the things that we did in the report was try to parse out where the responsibility for some of these debts ultimately lie. And what we wanted to do was look at this maybe in the context of what uh, happened in the city of Detroit with its bankruptcy. When we looked at, at those debts, we found that uh, almost all of those debts ultimately uh, were the responsibility of the city of Detroit. So in the, the bankruptcy there, the uh, uh, bankruptcy judge had to figure out, you know, what the city could afford to pay its creditors, what amount, um, pensioners, you know, bondholders, etc. When we looked at the DPS situation, it's very, very different. Um, a lot of the debt that's uh, amassed by DPS is actually backed either by the state of Michigan um, or uh, other school districts. Uh, this is the case with um, the pension debt that's that's owed the 1.3 billion dollars uh, that's owed uh, by the uh, statewide school retirement system. DPS is responsible for a portion of that, but if DPS is unable to pay that, our analysis suggests that those responsibilities would largely get spread across other school districts in the state. And then I had mentioned the capital debt that's backed by a dedicated property tax, so that would fall on the taxpayers of, of the, the district to, to satisfy those debts if, if the district were to default. And then um, the state loans, these cash flow borrowings I mentioned, about $500 million, that's, that's ultimately on the state to uh, repay if DPS is unable to come up with the funds to do that. So a little different situation um, than the city in terms of uh, potential uh, insolvency here. Your group doesn't uh, make any specific recommendations as to actions that need to be taken, but you do say that something has to be done. We do, and one of the main takeaways of the report is that, you know, th this is not a problem that developed overnight last year. Um, it's, it's grown in size and magnitude over the years, but really um, these debts have been uh, amassing for a number of years, these um, operating debts that have put um, pressure on uh, district officials to, to manage the budget uh, year after year. Um, so we wanted to make sure that um, lawmakers uh, didn't have the sense that this just happened overnight. This has been a growing problem. And 
we, we point out in the report that it is affecting the, the education services that are available to the students this year. These, these legacy debts that the district owes amount to about $3,000 per student this year. The per-pupil grant that uh, school districts get, Detroit's is in the neighborhood of about $7,200 this year. About $3,000 of that $7,200, or about 40%, is going to pay off debts from prior years, uh, the services that were provided to students that are no longer in the district. And that is really having an impact on the quality uh, of the programming that the district's able to to offer um, to the current students. Bottom line is that any plan they have to come up with, it can't just deal with the financial uh, situation. It's got to uh, also make sure that kids are, are learning. Exactly. And, you know, our report uh, attempted to uh, quantify and parse out the the debts of the district, but we also acknowledge that this is just one part of a much larger uh, challenge crisis in the district and uh, dealing with the the academic situation. And um, they're very much interrelated. Um, A plan that uh, the legislature uh, will come up with can't just uh, deal with the financial component. It will have to deal with the academic component and likely Um, Those two pieces, the academic and financial, will have to be wrapped in a package uh, of reforms dealing with the governance structure in the district. The district's been uh, under the the guidance of a state-appointed emergency manager for uh, emergency managers in the last 10 years, and uh, clearly they haven't been able to uh, get the district on the the right track for a, a in a permanent sense. And so uh, a new governance structure will have to be implemented. Uh, The governor has offered a suggestion. The um, uh, Coalition for Detroit School Children last spring offered its recommendation. And we're just waiting for the legislature to to chime in and and make its recommendation on on what that uh, system might look like.